Action to everybody. It's so good to have you with us. Um, Pleasant Grove family, we miss you. Miss you a whole bunch. Wish you were here. And hopefully in a few weeks we get back together and eyeball to eyeball. But for now, we're just going to continue to worship the Lord like this. We want to thank you for keeping us in your prayers. You know we're praying for you and just trusting God. A couple of quick announcements before we get started. Don't forget, Tuesday mornings from 9 to 10, prayer meeting. Don't forget prayer meeting. This is not a time just to slack off spiritually. This is a time to press in greater than before to call on God and to seek the face of God. It's a spiritual battle, ultimately. Never forget that. So Tuesday, between 9 and 10, even if you can't pray the whole while, find a place in your home and join with us from all of our homes in different places, and let's cry out to God together. Secondly, don't forget on Wednesday, we'll have our Bible study, midweek Bible study. But please, um, while you're in shutdown like the rest of us. Ask the Lord to use you. That's important. Um, remember others during this time. Do whatever you can do. Be a blessing to someone. Amen? But now let's have church. Let's rejoice and celebrate the resurrection of our Lord. If you have your Bibles, turn with me, if you would, to Mark's Gospel, chapter 16. Mark's Gospel, chapter 16. And hallelujah, it is so good to serve a risen Savior. Who'd want a dead statue when you can have a risen Christ? Amen? But look with me, please. Matthew 16, we're going to start with verse number 1. And the Bible says, When the Sabbath was over, Mary Magdalene, Mary the mother of James, and Salome brought spices so they might go to anoint Jesus' body. Very early on the first day of the week, just after sunrise, They were on their way to the tomb and they asked each other, Who will roll away the stone from the entrance of the tomb? But when they looked up, they saw that the stone, which was very large, had been rolled away. And as they entered the tomb, they saw a young man dressed in a white robe, sitting on the right side. And they were alarmed. Don't be alarmed, he said. You're looking for Jesus, the Nazarene, who was crucified. He has risen. He's not here. See the place where they laid him. But go now, tell his disciples and Peter, he's going ahead of you into Galilee. And there you will see him just as he told you. Let's use as our resurrection title this morning, Daily Blessings from a Risen Savior. Daily Blessings from a Risen Savior. We just want to walk through our text and just glean blessings of the first resurrection and bring them into our present walk with the Lord. Amen? This is Jesus isn't just a story of yesteryear. He's a reality today. He's a Savior that walks with us today. So Christianity as we know it stands or falls on the truth of the resurrection of Jesus Christ. Our faith stands upon the glorious reality that we're celebrating this morning that Jesus, He really is alive, ruling and reigning, and we love Him with all our hearts. He did. He rose from the dead. He um, defeated death. He broke the power of the grave and His precious blood. Thank God that blood was not just a martyr's blood. That blood was the Lamb of God that was taking away the sins of the world. His blood has been accepted from God the Father as our sacrifice for sins that we might be saved and we might be forgiven. And if you've received Jesus, then by His Spirit, He lives in you. The resurrection of Jesus Christ, forgiveness of sins, 
fellowship with the Savior, freedom from sin's curse and sin's penalty. Oh, what a blessed people we are to know the King of kings and the Lord of lords. Can you say amen? Amen. Praise God. Now, here's a blessing, daily blessing from a risen Savior. Because Jesus is alive, we have a personal friend. That'll never leave our side. Isn't that good? Isn't that comforting? Some people tell me, Pastor, I walk a lonely road. But listen, you're never alone if Jesus is your Lord. It's like the songwriter said it years and years ago. He walks with me and he talks with me even along life's narrow ways. And if you're a child of God, I've got good news. You'll never walk away so narrow. You'll never carry a burden so heavy that Jesus won't be there to help you carry it, to guide you through it, and to bring you safely through anything life throws at you. Jesus Christ is alive. We serve a risen Savior. And He said, I'll never leave you. And I'll never forsake you. What a Glorious promise we have as sons of God. He's alive. Now listen, He's alive. It troubles some to hear that. It does, of course. Are you kidding? It brought that early church a whole lot of trouble because they preached it. Got them killed, most of them. It troubles people to hear that. It means that Jesus cannot be ignored. Jesus cannot be avoided forever. There's coming a day. There's coming a day. It's in the book. Tell someone next to you. It's in the book. There's coming a day. That every knee will bow and every tongue will confess that Jesus Christ is Lord. You see, a dead martyr you don't have to worry about. An old dusty relic that bones are in the grave you don't have to worry about. But a reigning Savior, a King of kings and a Lord of lords, we'll all stand before Him one day. The forces of darkness and religion hate to hear the fact that Jesus is Lord and Jesus has risen and Jesus is the only way to God the Father but to us who know Him and to us who love Him. For us that have believed and declare He is precious, we have the joy of celebrating and declaring with our lips and with our lives He has risen. He has risen indeed. Jesus is alive. His Gospel is true. And we serve a living Savior. Somebody shout praise the Lord in God's house. Hallelujah! Now listen, this ought to give us a shout. Ought to give us a song ought to give us a sincerity in our Christian experience. W.E. Sangster, great man of God from Britain back in the 30s, 40s, and 50s. He was one of the leading Protestant ministers at that time, a Methodist, a Methodist leader. And he began to notice in the mid-50s some uneasiness in his throat and a dragging in one of his legs. And he went to the doctor and he found out that he had an incurable um, disease that it would be muscular atrophy and his uh, muscles would waste away and his voice would fail and he wouldn't be able to swallow, etc. Well, when he heard the news, being a man of God, he just threw himself into his work. He threw himself into home missions. He said, well, Lord, I can still write. I'll even have more time now to pray. And then he said, Lord, please keep me in the struggle, Lord. Keep me in the struggle. Keep me in the fight. I don't mind if I can't be a general anymore. But just give me a regiment to lead. And I'll tell you, W. Sangster, he wrote articles. He wrote books. He organized prayer cells throughout England. But gradually that disease took its toll. Gradually the legs went. And then the voice went. And last thing he could do is hold that pen. And just Easter Sunday, just weeks before he'd go to be with the Lord, 
he wrote a note to his daughter. And he said, oh dear, it's terrible to wake up on Easter morning and have no voice to shout, He is risen! But I would be still more terrible. It would be more terrible to have a voice and not want to shout. Aren't you glad this morning that you have a shout? Aren't you glad this morning you have a reality? It's not religion once a year. It's daily walking with this Jesus and loving this Jesus. You've got something to shout about, something to sing about. Blessed be the one who rose from the grave that tore apart hell's gates and lives forevermore. Somebody give God a praise in His house. Aren't you glad you have a shout? Aren't you glad this thing is real? Some of are listening and you don't even understand it. You've got to get saved. You've got to get born again. You've got to say, Jesus, come into my life and make Yourself known and real in me. We have a shout. The shout that He lives. He lives. He lives. He lives. The shout that He lives. That He is who He said He was. That He did what He said He would do. He lives. That was the message. And that was the motive. That was the driving force of that early church. They had met Jesus personally. There's the key. They had an encounter, a personal encounter with the Savior of the world. And it totally transformed their lives. And from there, their lives transformed their world. It gave them, among other things, a courage to stand and a confidence to speak. And it gave them a consuming passion in which they lived and served God with all of their hearts. Think about it. It gave that early church the courage to stand. When you meet Jesus personally, when it's not just a religious thing, but you have a personal relationship with the Lord Jesus Christ, the risen One, the living One, it gives courage to stand. I mean, in the face of real opposition, friend, the Roman Empire was not sympathetic to the morality and the of Jesus Christ and to have to live it in such a cesspool of sin in the face of the millions of gods and the wickedness but yet they did that through the threats and through the attacks they did that they had a courage to stand and they declared we must obey God rather than men they had something real they had something genuine they had a confidence to speak an unpopular and very unusual message it still is unpopular popular and unusual when it's declared clearly and unwavering. But they couldn't contain themselves. They couldn't keep it within. Though they were warned to, though they were arrested because of it, they had a case that one preacher said of the can't help us. They said we cannot help declaring what we've seen and what we've heard. This thing is real. We cannot help it but declare Jesus is alive and Jesus is coming back. And Jesus is the only way to the Father. There is no other name given to men under heaven by which we must be saved. When you know Jesus, it will give you courage to stand. You can live in that school and be a good Christian. You can go to that job and be a consistent Christian. It's when you meet Him personally, the Holy Ghost lives within. You have something genuine that's with you 24-7. Courage to stand and confidence 
confidence to speak. And that early church, man, they had a consuming passion by which they lived. If you read your Bible, you'll see that early church was a zealous church. They loved not their lives, even unto death. I mean, Caesar couldn't stop them. The religious movements and orders of the day could not silence them. Their motto was to live is Christ and to die is gain. Oh, glory be to the King forevermore. Oh, it was a church on fire. That early church was a church on fire. They were bold in their preaching and passionate in their praising and they were uncompromising in their living. Oh, God, bring us back to such a place. Can you say praise the Lord? Now, this morning, I want to look at three points. We'll break up our thought into three simple points. Follow along with me. Number one, daily blessings from the risen Savior. I want you to notice the worried followers. The worried, we might have some worried followers listening this morning. We might have some troubled saints listening this morning. Look at verses one, two, and three. When the Sabbath was over, Mary Magdalene, Mary the mother of James, and Salome brought spices so they might go to anoint Jesus' body. Very early on that first day of the week, after sunrise, they were on their way to the tomb and they asked each other, who will roll the stone away from the entrance of the tomb? You know, friend, when we fail to remember and believe what Jesus has said, we tend to worry and fret and get distracted by the things of this world. The results are often this worry and frustration. Notice that before the resurrection, Jesus had told them more than once that he was going to be crucified. And then on the third day, he's going to rise again. Amen. Somebody, your third day is coming. Your third day is coming. Hang in there. But he told them more than once. He told them again and again, uh, they're going to crucify me, but I'm going to rise again. But instead of expectancy, instead of getting ready to celebrate, They go to the tomb to finish his burial. They go to anoint him. And the biggest thing on their mind is, who's going to roll away the stone for us? They're not expecting him to do what he said he would do. They're expecting, we're going to bury him, we're going to anoint him. He's gone. They were troubled, but they need not have been. And child of God, you need not to be if you know the Lord. For we serve a risen Savior who is alive and He's working out His plan and He's fulfilling His Word and He's watching over the lives of His people and He's building His church and the gates of hell can't prevail against that church. And today, Jesus speaks to every troubled soul and He says, let not your heart be troubled. Trust in God. Trust also in Me. Here's a daily blessing. His promises can be trusted. Trusted and His presence is present with His people. His promises kept. They were worried and they were fretting because they didn't catch what He said and they didn't believe what He said and they didn't expect His Word to come to pass so their worlds came apart. But instead, they should have recognized if Jesus says it, you can believe it. If Jesus has declared it, you can embrace it. He is the One that made the promise and He's the One that's alive and will 
fail to perform the promise. You see in verse 7, the angel said, just as he told you, the angel said to the ladies, he's going ahead of you. You're going to meet him just as he told you. Let me ask you, what has he told you? What is the word that he has spoken to your heart? If he has spoken it, you can believe it. You can embrace it. You can expect it. You can walk out in it. A daily Savior tells us, if I give you my word, you can bank on it. If I give you my promise, you can believe it and rest your head upon it. Glory be to God forevermore. These women were going to the tomb. Their expectations had been turned to disappointment. Their plans, their hopes seemingly unfulfilled. Their dreams were crushed. They had seen their loved one die. They had seen Jesus placed in a tomb. Jesus had been crucified, buried, and they walk with sorrow. But they walk. They walk with sorrow. Looking at themselves and seeing their limitations and wondering who's going to move that stone. They're wondering as they look within themselves at limitations and inabilities. Yet they walk on. Yet they still walk. Spices in their hands to express their love. They can't get to His body. Oh, how the enemy must have fought them on that wall. Can't you hear him? You're wasting your time. What's the use? He's dead. It's hopeless. That stone's too big. Here they are walking, looking within and seeing their limitations, looking without and seeing obstacles that are too great for them. But these women, I want you to catch this, they illustrate to you and I the power of love for Jesus Christ. My friend, Jesus is worthy of our deepest, dearest love. If anything else, fall in love with Jesus. He's been so good. He's done so much. Oh, friend, fall in love with Him. It's not hard to serve Him when you fall in love with Him. It's not hard to be faithful when you fall in love with Him. And here these women are. They're, they're, they're loving the Lord. They don't know what's going on. They're struggling, but they walk. This is a walk of love. And friend, it's not always easy. This journey of faith, it's not always trouble-free, but love for Jesus always keeps us walking on and walking on. And sometimes we walk with heavy hearts. And sometimes we walk with tear-filled eyes. Sometimes we walk and it seems like heaven is silent and the barriers that we have to face are so strong. But when we really love the Lord Jesus, nothing can turn us back from following Him and for serving Him and for identifying our lives and letting people know I belong to Him and I'm not ashamed. I belong to Him. And I thank Him daily for the privilege of it. Oh, keep loving Him. Keep walking for Him. Friend, God will honor such faith. God will reward such faith. It's a faith of love. It's a faith that says, I don't always understand how come and I don't know what tomorrow brings, but this I know. I love Jesus. He's been so good to me. I'm going to keep walking and I'm going to keep loving and I'm going to keep trusting and I know He's going to bring me through glory. Be to His name. The worried followers, they're wondering who will roll away the stone. Who will deal with this thing that we see out there and we don't know who's going to deal with it. Worried followers, wondering who will roll away the stone. But they kept walking. Somebody keep walking. Someone don't give up. Keep walking. 
Somebody, I know it seems like sometimes heaven is silent. Keep walking. Somebody, somebody, please, don't give up. Now is not the time to turn around. You've come too far. Your breakthrough is closer than what you think. He loves you. Things might be silent, but that doesn't change His love. It might not seem like you can see His hand, but you can rest assured if you belong to Him, He's working, He's working, He's working. So keep walking and keep loving and keep trusting. Hallelujah. This is the day that the Lord has made. Go ahead and rejoice and be glad in it because He that began a good work in you, He shall complete that good work. Glory to God forevermore. The worried followers, they kept walking. And listen, thank God they did keep walking because the worried followers are about to become the surprised followers. You know, the resurrection is full of surprises discoveries and secrets. Isn't that right? Surprise, 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 Herod. <laughs> but all the guards you want, they can't keep him in. Surprise, 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 Rome. You might intimidate men, but you don't intimidate God. <laughs> surprise, surprise, those that doubted him. Oh, don't doubt him. He is the resurrection and he is the life. Oh, surprise, surprise, surprise. The first surprise, the stones already rolled away. My Lord, they get there and they find out God was working and they knew it not. My Lord, God was working and they knew it not. Sometimes we don't perceive it, but you can trust that God is working. He said, I'll work all things together for good for them that love me. Keep walking that walk of love. Their next surprise, they met two angels. You know, think about this. Walking with the Lord, it should be exciting. I mean, walking with God should have fresh experiences, fresh encounters, fresh feelings. I mean, they're just, remember, they're, they're sad. But you know, love, love walks anyhow. And they love the Lord. And they get there and there's angels and it's glorious. Keep walking with God. My Lord, there's nothing like this Christian experience. That third surprise. Oh, the message of the angels. Wow. They said, Jesus, He's risen. Glory be to God. And He would soon meet them. Somebody get ready to meet the Lord. Somebody that loves Him. Somebody that refuses to turn back and go the way of the world. Someone who is determined to get closer to Jesus. Get ready. Get ready. You're going to meet Him. You're going to meet Him. You're going to have a fresh encounter. He's going to give you a fresh drink from the river that does not run dry. Glory be to God. The resurrection surprises. The resurrection discoveries. When the women finally get to the stone, when you keep walking on that path of love and that path of devotion for the Lord Jesus, you'll discover that they discovered that what they had worried about had already been taken care of by the Lord. Isn't that wonderful? What they were fretting about, what they were stressing about, God had already taken care of at peace. Be still. Cast thy burden upon the Lord and He will sustain thee. He goes before you. They discovered that God had gone before them. (laughs) And God did for them what they could not do for themselves. As a child of God, You don't have to lean on your own strength or your own wits, but your steps are ordered of the Lord and He knows your tomorrows and He goes ahead of you. They discovered, oh, that things that are difficult, 
that difficulties too great for us are taken care of by hands that are greater than our own. I want you to think about that. Somebody, the battle is the Lord's battle. You're frustrated and you're fretting and you're tossing and turning and the Lord says, cease it. Just give it to me. Cast it on me. Call up my name. Speak it forth and entrust it to my hands. There are hands mightier than ours that deal with these issues. There are hands mightier than human hands that take care of the people of God. They discovered that difficulties too great for us are taken care of by hands greater than our own. I want to thank God this morning for those hands that are greater than our own. I want to thank God this morning for those sinless hands, those nail-scarred hands, for those hands that have all power and glory to touch us and to save us and to heal us and to hold us. I want to thank God for the hands that took care of Daniel in the den and hands that brought Peter out of prison. I want to thank God for those hands that gave victory to an outnumbered Gideon, then gave a child, a promised child to the aged and barren Sarah. I want to thank God for those hands that anointed David and that enabled Moses and that empowered Samson. I want to thank God for those hands that have touched our lives and transformed our lives, that have held us through the storm, that has brought us through to the place in which we now stand. I want to thank God for those hands that have steadied our steps as we've walked through some dangerous paths. I want to thank God for those hands that have stilled our hearts when fear wanted to seize us and control us and defile us. I want to thank God for the hands of Jesus Christ that holds us and has promised to never, never, never let us go. Glory to the King of Kings. He's alive and He's loving us and He's caring for us and in Him we put our trust. Somebody give God a shout. Go ahead, bless Him in your house. Praise Him on the sofa. Praise Him on the easy one. Put the coffee cup down and give the living God a praise. He's alive and He's worthy and He's wonderful and He's been so good. He's brought us so far. Somebody thank the Lord for the hands of the Savior that hold us and keep us, that heal us, that embrace us. Glory be to His name forever and forever. Hallelujah. They discovered that what was impossible for them was possible with God. He'd already brought it to pass. Jehovah Jireh, the Lord will see to it. Somebody sleep good tonight. The Lord is going to see to it. The Lord is going to deal with it. The Lord is going to fight that battle. The Lord is going to uproot that enemy. The Lord is going to breathe His breath of life and make a way even where the seems to be no way. Get ready for that hand of Jesus to begin to work a sovereign work in your life. What's God saying to us here? Resurrection lessons. Blessings that we learn from these faithful women. You see, you don't have to know everything to be faithful. You don't have to have all the answers and seem like you're big and strong to be faithful. You just love Jesus and keep walking with Jesus. Keep love Jesus and keep serving Jesus. We find out, we find out through these faithful women. It's not my job to roll away all the stones. Some are too big for me. Some are too heavy for me. Some are too complex. It's not my job to roll away all the stones. It's my job and duty just to go after Jesus with all my heart and with all my strength. The Bible says, 
But seek ye first the kingdom of God and His right and all the... He'll take care of the rest. Seek Him first. Go after Him. Looking unto Jesus, the author and finisher of our faith. It's not my job to have all the answers. It's just my responsibility to stay loyal and trusting and devoted to Jesus. To trust in Him. Somebody hear me this morning. Don't let the mysteries of life become a stumbling block to your faith. Don't allow the, the things you cannot understand to, to um, cost you your soul in the times of life. We all go through them. There's frustrations and there's confusions. But even in those times, God never said we had to figure it all out. He just said we had to trust Him continually and lean on those everlasting arms. Trust in the Lord with all your heart. Don't lean on your own understanding. There's a whole lot of things in this life we're never going to understand. But this you can know that you know. Jesus will never leave you. Jesus will never forsake you. And if you look to Him, He'll bring you through. He'll fight the battle. He'll meet your need. He'll minister grace to that hurting heart. He'll give peace to that troubled mind. He's a wonderful Savior. He's a glorious Counselor. It's not my job to worry about how God is going to do it. It's just my job to trust Him to do it. Somebody, God's going to do it. God's going to do it. God's going to do it. If He defeated death, hell, and the grave, don't you think He can handle your situation? If He resurrected Himself from death, don't you think He can resurrect that hopeless situation in your life? Somebody, Jesus is able. He is a wonder worker. He is able. He's able to still the storm. Or He's able to give us grace to go through the storm. He's able to open the Red Sea. Or He's able to enter in to the fiery trials that we all face and give us the grace to go through those hard times. He is able. It's not my job to fret over tomorrow. It's just my job. To love Jesus wholeheartedly today. Hallelujah. I'm going to love Him. And I'm going to trust Him. Even when I can't figure Him. Because I know He's faithful. And I know His Word is true. And I know He's always present with His people. The living Christ. A Savior that is alive. This gives us something to rejoice about. Something to celebrate. Something to praise God over. This gives us something to talk about. This gives us something to look forward to. But he goes ahead of us. The worried followers. They found out they didn't have to worry because the Lord was working it all out. The surprise followers. They found out His promises are true. He goes before us. He's working out His plan. He's fulfilling everything that He said. Lastly, how about the restored follower? Aren't you glad that Jesus is in the restoration business? Aren't you glad that He still restores those that have crumbled? He still lifts up those that have fallen. Hallelujah. The restored father. Would you look at verse 7 with me? Very quickly. This is just last point, but oh, it is an important point. It's a point that you don't want to miss. Look at verse 7. The angel said, but go tell His disciples and Peter. He's going ahead of you into Galilee. And there you will see him just as he told you. Go ahead and tell Peter. This is the restored followers. Tell Peter. Ha <laughs> Called him by name. Tell Peter. What are you going to tell him? Tell him failure. Doesn't have to be final. Go ahead and tell him the God of a second chance is calling him by name. Go ahead and tell him that Resurrection Sunday 
can be his restoration Sunday because Jesus is to restore those that fall. We all remember Peter's story. Remember that he boasted and he bragged, but then he failed and he fell. He denied the Lord. Hard to imagine what he must have felt. But in case there's someone listening this morning, maybe you feel like you failed or you've disappointed God. Maybe one time you were a faithful follower seeking God and now you believe the lie and you've fallen aside. I want you to remember that Resurrection Sunday can be your Restoration Sunday. It's a beautiful text. Jesus doesn't ignore Peter. Jesus doesn't overlook Peter. Jesus doesn't reject Peter. Instead, He calls Peter just like He's calling some of you. You might be watching this and you didn't even intend to watch this. You were made to watch this. But now the Spirit of God is speaking to your heart and God's calling you. It's time to come back. It's time to make a fresh altar. It's time to forget the past and allow the Lord Jesus to wash you and cleanse you and give you a new beginning. He hasn't forgotten the call He placed on that life. He has not forgotten the promise He spoke over that life. But He needs you to come and make a fresh altar. He needs you to leave the things that you've drifted into and come and make a fresh devotion and commitment to follow Him and follow Him with all your heart. Peter, Jesus is saying, I have not forgotten you and the same power that broke death grip is ready and waiting to embrace your life and restore and revive your soul. Friends, what He did for Peter, He'll do for you. He'll do for you. If you'll come and you'll get serious with God again, He'll get serious with you and He'll restore and revive and He'll use your life like He used Peter's. He won't reject if you'll come. And listen, friend, the resurrection power of Christ cannot do anyone any good unless you receive the risen One. But if you'll come to Jesus today, if you'll say enough is enough, I've been straying long enough, I've been playing games long enough, but it's time to get serious with God. It's time to turn my back on these other things that have defiled me and discouraged me and weighed me down. And it's time once and for all to make a bold stand for Jesus and give Him my best. If you'll do that, God will welcome you. God will receive you. And Jesus will begin a fresh work in your life. Somebody give God a praise. Daily blessings, daily blessings that whoso you can come, daily blessings, he's willing if you'll come and get serious. Daily blessings and lessons from a risen Savior. If you love the Lord, I pray that these lessons have encouraged your faith. It will inspire you if you just keep walking in love and walking in devotion and keep doing what God's called you to do. But if you're here listening and you've never said yes to Jesus, or maybe you've drifted. You might have one time been in ministry and now you're living a defiled life. But you know what? You can end that right now. He's willing to receive you right now. He's willing to wash you as if it never happened right now and begin to restore your life to what He's called you to be. You can do that right now. Again, the resurrection, it can't change the life that refuses to receive the risen one. So as we pray, you ask the Lord, Lord, forgive me. You make a fresh surrender. Say, Lord, I'm going to walk with you. Say, Lord, I'm going to put aside all these things that have defiled me and deceived me and discouraged me. And I'm going to make a bold public stand for you. And I'm going to walk forward loving you and believing you. Church, God will roll away that stone. Just keep walking and loving and trusting Jesus. I'm going to pray in just a bit. Now listen, if things aren't where they need to be, and if you want to return... You can allow this Resurrection Sunday to be your Restoration Sunday. 
All you got to do is get serious and say, Lord, I'm sincere. I'm sorry. Forgive me. Give me another chance and I promise I'll leave what I need to leave and I'll begin to walk forward with you and God will receive you. And something beautiful will start right now. But now if you're listening and, and you're walking with God and, and you need a blessing, I want you to do this. I want you to present your need to the Lord and pray with me. And then when we get done praying, believing God, I want you to just take a few moments and give Him thanks and give Him praise for His faithfulness. And let's believe that the power of God is going to touch you right where you are. There's no distance in prayer. Let's believe that. Would you bow your hearts? Father, in the name of Jesus, Lord, please receive and restore every person that's coming to you right now. Some are praying this in their heart. They're too ashamed to say it around their family. But in their heart, they're saying, Lord, forgive me. Lord, have mercy on me. Lord, it's time that I get back where I need to be with you and I come to that place of serving you like I know I should. Father, in the name of Jesus, please receive and restore every person that is coming to you. Wash them. Embrace them. Speak, Lord. Speak to their hearts. Speak that comforting word. Speak that word of assurance. Speak that word of direction. Give them a new beginning and let this be their restoration Sunday in Jesus' name. And now, Father, we thank You that You are working in our lives and we present our needs to You. It might be a physical need. It might be a financial need. It might be a family situation. It might be something on the job. But right now, oh God, we, we present our needs to You. And we ask for Your touch. We ask for Your fresh touch. We ask for an impartation of divine life. Lord, heal what needs to be healed and melt away what needs to be melted away. And oh, Father, in the name of Jesus, impart divine life to every hungry heart, to every thirsty soul. Give them, receive a fresh touch from heaven to strengthen, to comfort, to drive out in Jesus' name. Lord, we thank You. We rejoice in You. And we celebrate Your glorious triumph. Lord Jesus, thank You for Your healing touch. Thank You for Your calming touch. Thank You for Your steadying touch. Work Your good work. We'll praise You forever and forever in Jesus' name. And all God's people said, Amen. And amen, and amen, and amen. Go ahead, keep praising Him. He's going to touch you. He's going to keep working. That's the presence of God. He's going to minister to that heart. He's giving peace to that mind. In Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Now, friend, listen. have to go. But you can keep praising God right where you are. If God has been dealing with you, just turn around and make that couch, make that an altar right there. Go ahead. The others can walk out of the room and go somewhere else. If God's dealing, if God's speaking to you, if you've got somebody, the intercession's coming on you right now because you, you know I'm talking to someone. The intercession's coming on you. Go ahead right where you are. If you've got to get away, get away. If not, just make the altar right there and begin to cry out for that grandchild. Go ahead. Cry out for that loved one. Believe in God. Standing with God that He'll continue that work and He'll finish that work. They'll breakthrough is coming. Hallelujah. Everybody, we are a blessed people. And I pray that you will have a blessed Resurrection Sunday. Remember Tuesday prayer and Wednesday Bible study. And remember, friend, keep walking. Keep loving. Keep trusting Jesus. He'll never let you down. Amen. God bless you till next time.